Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell, a podcast about storytelling. Five episodes where we refused to say who we were? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still, we're still doing... In a way, we haven't uh, figured that out yet. No, we have, we've never figured out how to introduce ourselves. In, you know, in, in episodes, even to this day, we, uh, we will claim to be one another or, or whoever else we feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, honestly, so so what is this? What are we doing here, Paul? Well, I I I think um, we we should do after sh- dark. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a one off after dark. Um, yes. Uh, where you know we've got beers in hands and we should do a cheers. Yeah. Although should we do cheers like un- in front of the mic so they can hear it? Is that a thing we should I, I just do? bumped the mic too, <laughs> which is good. I think. Good. Wait, wait, can you can you hear me sip it if I drink it really close to the mic? Mm. That's that's the magic of uh, radio or podcasting is that I can cut it. All right, we can do whatever you want. Uh, put in some sound effects. Yeah, but this uh, is our hundredth episode. Yeah, this is uh, episode number one hundred, and uh, my name is uh, Stefan Hostetter. Exactly, and uh, and my name is Paul Dor. And, and so, and and that's where we'll, I think we should cut to Brand saying this is Brand because I I feel like this is that's important. My name is uh, Stefan Hostetter, and uh, and my name is Paul Dor, uh, and I'm Brian Bennis. Well, you know, we we basically so before I get into the the first thing I was going to say is that uh, we really what we 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 had like a a really ambitious idea that I hope that we do at some point. Maybe we'll I think do it it's for great. Idea. Yeah. And the the first idea was to go run around and be like, let's do a hundred like micro stories. Yeah. And just like get like uh, do a episode of just a hundred stories where we get people to be like, do you have an, a story that's like a minute or less? Yeah. And then we were like, no, we're both like way too busy to to really do no, we, that. We didn't even get one. <laughs> we to didn't. be honest, we didn't we didn't get any micro stories. We didn't even start the the attempt. I, I think you you told me uh, you said a, a friend of yours has a great really short story that'd be perfect and i'm like that's amazing we only need 99 more yeah and and it was it was my boss's mother so basically what we want you to do so what we decided to do is we thought we would um in a you know in a a bit of a boozy state i i I think i could say oh yeah uh is go back and listen to the very first episode and kind of go just have a listen See what we think. Yeah, we both made we're scribbling notes and not telling each other, and then like see what's changed, what's stayed the same. Yeah, you know, whatever. So yeah. we recommend that you go back and listen, maybe to that episode. Go listen to episode worth. one. To be honest, it's a it's a it holds up. Is my first <laughs> thought. Honestly, my first thought is that it holds up. Um, and I cannot a I cannot believe that a, we've done hundred episodes, and b the the traction this podcast has gotten and remains and the 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 downloads it remains to be having is is. Uh, remains to be uh, to make me excited. Yes, because uh, we don't know who is listening. Yeah, and and again, there's so many of you uh, apparently. Come in and and you know tweet at us. Tell us that you're you're listening. <laughs> I'm at uh, uh, I'm at Steho uh, underscore. Yeah, S T E H O. I imagine yeah. underscore if that's yeah. correct. And then I'm at uh, at Jeffrey Paul Door with, with a J. With a J, right? Yeah, right. that's how you spell Jeffrey, not Paul or Door. Yeah, because uh, we have a little bit of a, a a little bit of a running joke where at the events every month, uh, I usually will say a little spiel about the podcast, and I say, "Oh, how many people are subscribed to the podcast?" And or actually, I say, 
first, how many people listen to podcasts? There's a fair amount of hands. People listen to the podcast, man. Yeah, it's a thing. Or a podcast, actually. Yeah. And then I say, how many people are subscribed or listen to the Stories We Don't Tell podcast? And a, num- a, a significant number of arms go back down. Yeah. But there are people out here who listen to this podcast. And we really love, we love you. And yeah. We want to hear from you. Yeah. The, the, more, the more we can build a community around this podcast, the better. And it is a true honor to get to keep uh, spewing words into, into the airways. And, and it's, it, it's also, it's just so cool that, you know, we, we uh, in episodes to come, we'll be talking about community and we'll be talking about uh, the audience a lot and how we, we just love putting on this event every month and, and, and getting people to, to come out. But it's a very, uh, you know, we're, it's it's a it's a live event so we're in a place there's only so many people that can come you're in a city you know people but this thing anybody can hear yeah and And apparently people do yeah Yeah. so it's kind of really cool to be able to kind of uh extend the reach yeah beyond just the, the 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 spaces that we enjoy well and that is that is literally how this all started right you know we started with a writing group of five of us or maybe more often to be honest three of us uh, you, myself, and and Brienne, uh, and then and then it's expanded to to a room full of people, uh, and now this podcast, you know, apparently reaches thousands of people a month. At least if our analytics aren't lying to us, which for a while Squarespace was terrible and tanked our everything. Which if you are on Squarespace on a podcast, you would know, but mm-hmm. it was a very weird experience. But it's it is a honor. Uh, and and when we started this this podcast, the idea was, you know, every, so many storytelling events had podcasts, and so we're like, what would make this podcast different from every other storytelling podcast? And the idea was, well, what if we just sort of talked about the experience of actually putting it together? Like, mm-hmm. what if we talked about the experience of of running events, uh, of talking to people, of 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 going through our own struggles, of trying to figure out how to keep things interesting, you know? And and that's sort of what we've we've tried to stay true, I think, to that. Yeah, and and I, you know, a big thing that occurred occurred to me is um, is, is that when we were listening, is, is that first of all, I I I hope that it, uh, I hope that Brienne is listening to this yeah. because because I really miss her. Yeah, and she was the person that started all of this, really, yeah. and and just how much that first I was so happy to hear how much of that first episode was kind of about. Her, you know, just being able to explain where this all came from for her. And it was just like kind of really nice to to revisit that. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and and listen to that first episode, because uh, I think it does honestly a much better job of explaining how we got here. uh, Even now, four years of podcasting later uh, than I anticipated. (laughs) Like, I think that that's the first thing. The fact that the first, my first surprise, um, is that it holds up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, I think, okay, let's, let's uh, go note for note. Let's go note for note. We'll go like nuts and bolts here. So the first thing is, uh, and, and I hope if Brienne is listening, I, I'm sure she'll get a chuckle out of this because I think she, one of the when she when I put the podcast up, one of the notes uh, from her was in you know typically Brienne fashion, like really nice, <laughs> but also just like, hey, that intro music goes on for a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, yeah, and I think I clocked it in at about over a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah there we've <laughs> had just we, intro we've had, music. Yeah, we've had podcasts that are shorter than that intro music. And there was time. 
my first note is is just about the apparently that I cared about socks at the time of that interview. Like I have no like I've never cared about socks. I don't know why I decided that was a thing I was gonna say. Well, I think that that was a a little precursor to uh, future episodes when Brienne was uh, still on the podcast, where you <laughs> and her just were like, yeah, let's just talk about not something nonsensical for at least five minutes, <laughs> really just to annoy Paul. <laughs> oh my but god, that's it. there is. Because I, I think you were baiting still, us, like I oh, want to talk yeah. about socks, and then nobody picked uh, up on it, right. and then like, and then we just lost it. Don't yeah. worry, Brienne soon got on the uh, on you the know, on the train. Yeah, on the train. I gotta say, somewhere buried in our archives is the unbelievably great conversation Brienne and I had about whether about the the but the complete the 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 truly baffling humans who put milk before cereal uh, into their into their bowls. Um, and it, that goes on for a good 15 minutes, I think. Which yeah, is which we don't have to do here. No, no, but it's real good content. So you no. should listen to the entire <laughs> well, beginning. Well, I don't know. Well, well, you know what? If uh, you're out there and you're listening and you've heard that episode or you find that episode. Find that episode. It's real good. And 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 you know, just tweet at us how good you think it is. Well, there are a bunch of episodes. There are literally a bunch of episodes that are like an hour long because you just gave up editing. Which I which is a note I have actually here. One of my further down notes is how much editing must have gone into that first episode because like, that, like it's it's a it's good um, in a way that <laughs> that the the later ones are. I just got lazy. Well, that's fair. That's you know, like, exactly. Yeah. Well, like we literally spent like a good twenty minutes talking about you know about cereal at one point. So that's on us. Well, well, I'll just say, um, I'll say that uh, when you guys got into talking about cereal and other things in later episodes, uh, I will one of the notes. Um, I, I'm jumping down a little bit, but I'll yeah. just say I think I started to just think to myself you know what fuck you guys yeah fair and i'm gonna like keep all of this in and <laughs> one of the notes is that that we decided very early on in this episode that this would be a swearing i podcast. also have the swearing podcast and i was very right i gotta say i first episode i came out saying it's a swearing podcast and uh i have been very right mm -hmm. uh at times uh my my so my second note is that we've never learned how to introduce ourselves which i sort of already referenced so i'll move beyond that uh, my fourth note uh, is a bit of a, a bit of a callback um, to what you mentioned earlier, which is just that I don't think it's ever um, cannot be said enough. I guess is what I'll say. Uh, how much Brienne brought a a level of an emotional vulnerability uh, to to the writing group at the very very beginning that the two of us have benefited from uh, for the last four and a half years. Yeah, like, well, like like that like it set the like you and I both showed up and, and it set a tone that that we have that that you know when we talk about Brandon so she's like dead she's not dead she's in Massachusetts <laughs> no she's not she's in Western Massachusetts <laughs> and it is that's where she's now um and but but like but like it, it, it set a, a tone for the whole experience um that 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 has carried through so truly like uh, the thing about this the, the first podcast that blows me away is how similar we sound to be honest yeah 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 and and i i, I uh just to i have a, a a note about that too is that i remember the very first um when i we went to go meet in this writing group and uh you were not there yet yes i came out later and um 
the way I think Brienne sort of just said, okay, well, I'm just going to like read this off. And then I, like, I think I said something about that in the podcast where it's just like, oh, okay, you mean business. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's rare where you show up and you're like, oh, shit, this is what we're doing. Yeah, and now you know all these things about me. And then, but what, what that did immediately is create an opening where you're just like, oh, okay, I, not, not that, oh, I, I have to do that too, but it's just like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Well, say that I brought, I remember when I, my first story, I, the things I brought were, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're pablum, uh, as I, as, and, and, and to then get hit, I think really with, with, with what you and Brian had brought sort of was like, no, no, we're not. We're not fucking around here. We're yeah, this like, is a swearing podcast. Exactly, it's a swearing podcast, and 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 bring your fucking life. Like, don't don't try to share it with this shit for me. Oh, you mean like I think a I don't know if this is a direct quote, but Stefan says something like, "Oh, this is how writing groups are supposed to work." Well, like, but, but you been. know what? You know what? They're not how they're supposed to work, right? Because in I talk a little bit about that too. That I've had my experiences with other writing groups that were always just like kind of weird and surface driven and like just you know blah, whatever and this was the first one where i was just like again i was like oh you're not you're not fucking around so let's like i have to bring i can't just sit here or bring something that i think everybody will think is cool or will like or whatever it's like it's not about that yeah when i and i think i literally the first time i think i brought like a piece i had written i think it was about like i think it was about like it was a it, it was a almost a nonfiction kind of like piece about the environment or something like, like, like literally it wasn't, it was nothing. Um, and then to be sort of, sort of twisted and, and, and sort of been like, no, the challenge really like that, like it was interesting. It, it was creating a room that was challenging you to be yourself, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really, that's another note I have is about the idea that sort of what brought the event was this, was this challenge to make the room ourselves. Yeah. Was like if we want to be in a space that 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 this is the story we can tell. Well, then you better make a room where that that can hear that story. Yeah. Uh, and it took us, I think, a year ish to come back to the concept of protecting the audience, which we mentioned in the very beginning. Um, but you know, you know, and and what's what's kind of uh, what's kind of cool about this, and and I think we what did we figure that the podcast was about a year after? It was exactly a year, was actually. Ex- we started the podcast uh, in September of 2015, so we might have recorded in August. Um, but yeah, we it was a year after the event. And and I um, I think we had learned a, a fair amount uh, by that point, and and just the it, it was interesting to hear that we because we we've been um uh the the next sort of few episodes we talk about this kind of thing uh, as well still we're talking about it is the importance of you know making like setting up a, a a scenario where the storyteller feels a part of the event where the audience feels a part of the event and how the decision to uh place the events in apartments or homes was like a it was a we. It was a decision that we. I think maybe we had tried to just very, like, not really even trying very hard find a venue. Well, we, like briefly. The, yeah, we briefly invited, and then and then I had been invited to a storytelling event uh, by one of our first, uh, for one of our first, uh, uh, someone who'd come to the event, Jeanette Stock, um, who uh, who remains. Uh, um, uh, sort of, you know, a founding part of this whole thing. 
um, she had, I believe she invited me to an event that was a storytelling group that was around a dinner. And so mm-hmm. the idea was you'd come in for dinner and you'd talk a story. Because again, at this point, we were looking for any type of storytelling event. And I had missed the one that, that happened. And then the next the next thing was just we are, um, uh, it was over. It was, it was the last one. It was the, I missed the August one and, and there was never going to be another one again because the person was leaving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what if we filled that gap? What if we were the, what if we were the event that happened inside this? Uh, you know, inside this experience, mm-hmm. and and I think that like, I, I to me the the places that this happened remain important. Like I like I, I, re- I one of my notes is just the words the reference library because like that that experience of being in the reference library will stick with me the rest of my life. Like it was a you know, here we were sitting like the three or four of us sometimes at one side of a table where the other side of the table was trying to do math homework. And we right, were yeah. just telling these unbelievable things like, like it was, you know, and they, they would always sort of like half look at us like, what on earth the fuck are these people doing? Mm-hmm. And yet that was what we were doing. And it was a sort of this unabashedly vulnerable position to be in, in, in a reference library. It's mm-hmm. the weirdest. And, you know, I, I think that, um, People like when when I talk about the event uh, to people or somebody is interested in starting their own event or somebody is asking about storytelling events or, or, or something like that, I, I often say I'll, I'll say, you know, I think what why we've been doing this going on like five years or whatever, however long it's been five years, let's just say that. Well, it's been over five years since the uh, since the writing group mm-hmm. is that I, I feel like we didn't all come together and decide to do uh, an event is that the, the it was sort of an incubation period that that year where we were just uh, that was not uh, an intention we had no intention beyond what we were doing I didn't together even, I didn't even know storytelling was a thing yeah and 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 just that that I, I feel like that's that was an important thing because then when we turned our sort of lens to doing an event, the, the tone, we were all on the same page with the tone. Mm-hmm. We were all on the same page with the kind of space that we wanted to create. And it was just, that was it. Like, there was no real um, discussion around that. There was no real discussion that had to happen around that. And then as we move forward, there was never a moment where it was like, hey, wait a second, this is not like what I thought it was going to be. Like, it just was. It just kind of like just you know formed itself. Well, yeah. Then the, the, my my last note actually is is um, about how surprised I was listening to that first podcast uh, to hear myself say what I say exactly how I still describe this event. You know, mm-hmm. like ev- literally like, earlier this month, I found myself describing this event with the same verbiage, right? With the same idea that like, here's like, that there are all these stories uh, that we tell all the time. You know, how you met your partner uh, or how you got into your job or whatever. Uh, and, and we tell them over and over and they build up your sense of self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then at a moment, there becomes this experience in which you realize that there's a number of other stories that, that, you, that still are just as important to your sense of self that you don't tell. Mm. And like maybe you don't tell them because they're embarrassing, or maybe you don't tell them because they're, you know, they're they're t- difficult, or maybe you don't tell them because not all great stories make great anecdotes, uh, and yet you still find yourself, you know, telling this. You, know, you still find yourself that experience of this story is still so part of you, and that we're looking for those stories, 
and and the fact that that remains what we're doing four years later to me is 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 kind is it's 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 baffling that we could release episode one as this episode and i don't think anyone would blink an eye and you know what's kind of really cool about all of that is that it it doesn't feel um you know i've i've worked on a, a lot of other creative projects and to me something needs to keep evolving mm. for it to like retain my interest or to like kind of like not get it stagnant in some kind of way and once that happens it kind of usually dies off you know it's just like okay this isn't really working anymore um, and we don't know how to change this into something new or whatever or to evolve it and in a weird way it's stayed the same, this thing, but it continues to evolve. Well, it evolves, you know what I mean? Well, well because, because, the, because we're constantly blessed with new storytellers. Yeah, right? that's, like, that's we, right. We, that's it. That's like, we, it evolves with the new people we meet in our lives who are brought in and who come in and, and, and share their stories. Like, that's what's credible. This is that we've, we've just created a platform where people will consistently bring beauty into our lives um and it's you know um it's that it's that's what's so fascinating with this is that like and that's what keeps me coming is every time you know the the hour before every event is me pacing around being absolutely terrified no one will show up yes I and know. then and then the hour from nine o'clock onwards when people when when stories start is just always so beautiful yeah um and it's you know, four and a half years later, I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, and it's kind of nuts that that's the fact. Well, I, you might have answered my question because I, I thought that, I, first of all, my last note hmm. is that, sorry, everybody, there's no more food or brunches. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, we cut, cut that, that out. Because, like, it was, they were getting to be, like, day-long things. So well, it was just, it, and it was great. Yeah. And I still think that that, it, that was a really um, amazing thing. But it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was a lot was, of work. It was a lot of work. Yeah. So well, there's no more food. No, there's no more food. We don't do food anymore. Um, and, you know, and there's less editing on these podcasts because we've gotten a bit better at that. Um, sure. And we've, and we've found little bits of ways to make things happen. Um, and yet it still remains the same. Yeah. So I, my last question yeah. to you is whatever it is, you know about the podcast or about the event or, or whatever you might have already answered this with your with what you were uh, last talking about before I talk about food like for you what has been the uh, a thing that kind of uh, keeps it going for you or that has been important or that you've learned or that it's given you in your life in some kind of way um, so so the thing it's given me without an un without a second of a doubt um has been a window into into people that I never thought I would ever have mm -hmm. um the the consistent beauty and 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 in beauty even in the hardest parts of life like people have come to this event and shared things that were so far beyond my even beginning to comprehend uh of difficulty and yet create this this piece that is that is that I will remember for the rest of my life. Like there are so many stories uh that's that 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 still click into my brain every time uh that we, we have these conversations uh that that have been shared at our events that that are 
jaw-dropping. And to know that so many people are out there carrying these types of stories with them and still standing and still walking is, to me, proof of human resilience and the importance of, the, of, 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 of being able to share your story. And it's just the fact that every month someone else might knock on our door and show up and tell another and another thing that I'll just be totally blown away by is the is the absolute pleasure. Um, that's that's it for me. Uh, what's it for you? Well, you know what's funny is that um, you you I, when you know you and I are telling a lot of stories ourselves with this event. It's it's you know I I, I it's it's been great because we're we've created this platform, so um, we also you know, we're, we're taking advantage of it and, and being able to express ourselves and to, and to tell our stories. And a lot of the times I find, uh, I really like that. Um, you can, like you're saying that there's people coming in and you're like, it's very important. Like, we'll you know, you'll, we're talking about on some, uh, future episodes of people feeling a part of the event and like, you know, you want people to have a great time and you want people to, uh, you know, feel all the feelings and all that stuff. But then to still to this last event we did to me, I had to walk away and go, Oh yeah, that's what is important. It's great to learn again, uh, why this is important to me and maybe, you know, important to you obviously is that I was like, okay, I want to tell a story. It's a very serious story. It's a it's a very important thing to me, and it's a tough story. And I was like, oh, there's first of all, I was so nervous telling the story, but then had that ability to say, but there's n- I, I can tell the story in this room because well because we built the room and that's we, we, we uh, built we that know room who it is yeah and I can tell the story and then as the night progressed. And then uh, I told the story, and then afterwards, um, people coming up to me and saying, telling me their stories and their experiences and their difficulties with their their, um, you know, their own in their own lives. I was just like, oh yeah, you. It it, it sort of hit me again that it's like, this is th- this is a real thing that can like you know it kind of the whole process. I'm like. This is a thing I was working on, and this was it, it can still do it. Like you, right. it's like it you, still works for you even four year and a half years later. You still find it matter. Yeah, and so that through, well, I guess, and what I'm trying to say is, I understand why it works for other people. Right, because it because because you felt still, it. Right. Yeah, is that it's a thing that is is kind of taken on a life of its own now, and then every once in a while you kind of go, oh yeah, that's this this you know because you can get we get hung up in. We got to find places. You got to put on an event. You got to find storytelling. Oh, blah 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah, the day to day operations. And then it's kind of nice to just have it kind of r- like just run you over and go. Oh yeah, that's what's so good about this. Yeah, that's you know? why we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So so in honor uh, of 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 Brienne. Um, yeah, because who... we've been talking way too long. Oh yeah, right way now. too long. Yeah, we're we're at what twenty something minutes? Holy shit! Okay, yeah, well, but, but fuck it. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. the hundredth episode. It's we're it's a flashback to the time when we would do a fifty five minute bit about uh, cereal. Right. Um, to honor uh to honor the, the our roots, I think actually, uh, we're gonna play the very first story we played on this podcast. Um, and 
uh, and also I think potentially one of the first stories that either of us heard Brand tell. You know, uh, yeah. it, it was sort of the it's the tone setting for the last four and a half years of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been our 100th episode. Uh, I cannot believe uh, everyone listens to this. Um, and you're all the best. This yeah. is my opinion. And cheers, and to, cheers. Uh, to you, to Brienne, to everybody listening. And to 100 more. Yes. Samia hesitates if she just didn't exist although I know that this is where she was going it had to be I'm so glad that she's the one who said it it just sounds so flippant so convenient as if we're two petulant children wishing away our mother instead of what we really are a married 39 year old woman with two children and a 26 year old girl half-sisters who've both lost our fathers who don't take the loss or dissolution of a parent lightly. My sister's father died on my 21st birthday. She found out an hour before we were supposed to leave her home for a day of wine tasting in the Sonoma Valley. My father died a week after my sister's first child was born. I didn't see my nephew until he was 10 months old because our accumulating grief prevented us from seeing what we could be for one another. We're trying to decide how to talk to, live with, move past our mother. Neither of us has spoken to her in a year, but we still occasionally communicate with her by email. Communicate is an inaccurate term, really, because what happens is that we're lambasted, accused, excoriated. We're thrown off balance for days. This woman who's supposed to love us, who we're supposed to love, is sad and lonely and raging, and we've run out of salve. It starts small. I don't send her the money for my car insurance on time and she gets frustrated and angry. She feels unloved. She tells my sister how irresponsible and thoughtless I am. She tells me how shallow and like snobby my sister has become. I slowly lose track of my transgressions but the conclusion still seems inevitable. I'm manipulative, I'm selfish, I'm mean, I'm inadequate, incapable of generating the love and caring that my mother seems to need from me. I'm eight years old, sitting on a bench with a friend at recess. My mother has just realized that she was abused by my grandfather. I have some sense that she confronted him, that this is why we won't be seeing her family for a while. And I know better to say this out loud, but it begins to punctuate my conversations. At eight, I don't understand what sexual abuse might mean, but I carry this blurry vision of shame and hurt. My friend asks me a question and I answer without thinking because I know that if I let my thoughts bleed into my speech, then the secret and the shame and the hurt are gonna come out. But it isn't my secret or my shame or my hurt, so I charge part of myself with guarding them and part of myself with making sure that nobody knows what I'm guarding. I'm 11 years old, trying to climb in through the ground floor window of our old Victorian house. My mother and I have locked ourselves out somehow, and my stepdad's not around to let us in. He left earlier when my mom accused him of having an affair with one of her best friends, although she assures me that he'll be back. Her healing journey has brought her to this form of spirituality that I can only describe as new age. Her pendulum is her constant companion. 
It's a tool guided by spirits that will answer any, no, any yes or no questions that she might ask. So the pendulum has confirmed my stepdad's affair and it's also confirmed her darkest repressed memories of growing up in a cult. In some people, she sees her secrets and her shame and her hurt reflected back. And so she knows that they were abused too, that they're in cults too. She tells me who among my friends have been abused, whose parents are in cults. I try to be as understanding as possible about the shame and the hurt that my friends must be experiencing. And I know not to mention it to them directly, but I charge part of myself with guarding their secrets and part of myself with making sure that they don't know that I'm sharing their burden. She becomes obsessed with exercising our home, our lives. Once, when, she move, when we move, she throws out many of my stepdad's clothes because of their malevolent energy. The by-the-minute psychic that she calls when nobody's home tells her that she's going to win the lottery. So she go, decides to replace the furniture in my bedroom and her office and our living room on credit. I have this sense that she's spoiling us with money that she doesn't have yet, but I'm not sure how to ask if it's okay. She tells me that we deserve nice things. We start to see her family again. We form tentative relationships with my grandmother and then my uncle dies. I'm not sure which part of myself to give to these people. My mother and my sister are able to draw on their established relationships to feign normalcy, but at 11 and then 13 and then 16, I can barely feign normalcy to begin with. <laughs> this family knows about the secrets and the shame and the hurt, but I'm still pretty sure that I shouldn't talk about it, so I just don't talk about anything at all. My mother accuses me of not loving her family as much as I love my father's family, of not trying hard enough. She's hurt and then angry when I say that I barely know them, that they don't feel like family to me at all. When she drives me to college my sophomore year, we don't make it out of our town before I call my stepdad because she and I are fighting so much that she almost hit me with her open palm and then almost hit a pedestrian with the van. He talks me down and somehow she and I make the two-day trip to school. A month later, she calls me to tell me that her biopsy has come back and she has cancer. Soon, she begins chemo and radiation, and it is as horrible as the movies have led me to believe. I drink away most of the semester, and more secrets start to punctuate my conversations. When I walk past anyone on campus, I want to stop them. I want to ask them how their lives are proceeding so normally. I want to yell at them that my mother was abused and her parents were in a cult and my stepdad had an affair and her brother died from cancer and now she has cancer. Shortly after she goes into remission, my father's diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. It feels to me like there are only so many memories and so many stories that we all must share. I'm not sure that I'll ever get to know my mother because she changes with every memory that she uncovers. Her reality and her history have been evolving since I was eight years old, maybe longer. I'm not sure that I'll ever get to know my father either because he was already losing his memories years before I understood how precious they were. When he dies, I can't contain my grief anymore. I don't have any more parts of myself to charge with this. I forget how to interact with my peers. I'm not sure how to have a real conversation because I don't have the means to cull the secrets and the shame and the hurt from the thoughts, feelings, and ideas that I know I'm allowed to share. When I tell my mother that I can't spend Christmas with her because I can barely get out of bed, she tells me that I'm manipulative, that I'm lying, that I'm using this loss to my advantage. 
She tells my sister that I'm possessed. Sami and I have begun to catalog our scars. For the first time, we're able to talk openly about the secrets and the shame and the hurt that we've been harboring for our mother. About the anxiety we feel about adequately maintaining relationships. About how just seeing her number on call display can leave us reeling for days. Does everybody feel like this? There are days when I'm sure that nobody calls their mother as often as she would like, that we're mining our childhoods for some Freudian trauma to justify our callous behavior. But there are also days when I'm sure that I've never been possessed, that my friends didn't grow up in cults, and that I'm slowly building and testing the new foundations of the reality where I'll spend the rest of my life. Thank you. Subscribe to the Stories We Don't Tell podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on iTunes. For more information about the podcast, blog, and live events, find us on Facebook or visit storieswedonttell.org.